Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Brashank. And I'm your host, Andreas. And today is February 7th, 2022. Andreas, what's happening, man? Um, well, not much. I survived my hell of a week, so that's that. So it's already February. It's just, you know, the shortest month of the year. So you'll probably fly by. How are you doing, buds? Good, man. Same thing. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks has been very, very cold, but I think February should be a little bit warmer. So let's hope it's a little bit warmer so we can get out and do stuff and hopefully not as much snow as we've had. A um, couple updates. The trucker convoys are still there, and apparently they're loud as ever. Um, they, the whole bunch of them came back again the other day and it's been non-stop honking so it kind of sucks people for people downtown and as most of us probably know by now other cities have joined in also toronto and even regina itself from regina and i think the, the whole thing is really dumb um let's not spend any more time on it except for the little update yeah um more um more fun news happy chinese new year's to all those that celebrate. It was last Tuesday, I believe, the Lunar New Year. Um, this year is Year of the Tiger, I believe. So uh, hopefully everyone who celebrated, celebrated safe. And, you know, it was fun. If they could celebrate, you know, the restrictions started loosening up, but COVID's still around. But hopefully, you know, the New Year ahead is prosperous and happy for everyone. Uh, we really hope so. That's for everyone. So, Andreas, what did you learn this past week, dude? Um, what I learned this past week, actually, yeah, it's um, it was about the Rocky Mountains in Canada, and why they, when you picture it, and when you go, <clears throat> why they look like Switzerland. Um, so yeah, I learned that. Um, you know, when um, Canada was expanding out of West, um, you know they they ha- you have to cross the Rockies because they're they're right um, right on the west side of the country. So um, they brought over uh, Swiss like people from Switzerland, like Swiss people to help them out with like mountain climbing and mountaineering and all of that because by the time by that time like Swiss people were known like to be good mountaineers and to explore and be able to like go through uh, through the passes and everything in mountains so yeah that's uh, kind of like why why uh, the basics of why the Rockies look like uh, some Swiss uh, landscape Oh, that's pretty interesting. Um, I didn't know that. And, you know, we've both been to Bath quite a lot, so that's really cool to learn. Yeah, it's really interesting. But, yeah, like, they transfer, um, the Swiss people transfer the knowledge to uh, Canadians. And, yeah, that's how they were able to make it back in the day through through some of, like, the pretty high mountains of the Rockies. How about you, Prashang? What did you learn this week? Um, it's funny because, you know, I was looking at, uh, things about travel as well. Um, that's pretty funny. But honestly, knowing us, it's not... I mean, we both love to travel, right? So... Mm-hmm. 
But so this week, what I learned was that um, there's uh, CNN put out a list a couple of years ago of the 25 countries that are visited the least. Um, so I was looking into that, and there's quite a lot of countries that I actually want to go to. I mean, I want uh, obviously the goal is to get to every country, but you know, that's never going to happen unless I win the lottery or something. But even within those lists, there's quite a lot of countries that I've been wanting to visit, and so the list contains a lot of um, Pacific Islands, Caribbean Islands, um, you know, countries in Africa. So let me go through the list, actually. Okay. Um, starting with number 25 is Tuvalu and then Kiribati, Marshall Islands, Montserrat, Nui, American Samoa, Solomon Islands, Comoros, Sao Tome and the Principe, Federated States of Micronesia, Djibouti, Sierra Leone, Guinea, Tonga, Anguilla, Timor-Leste, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, San Marino, Dominica, Liechtenstein, Vanuatu, St. Kitts and Nevis, New Caledonia, Eritrea, and Moldova. And so I'm sure as you have noticed, or you know, the geography nerds in here have noticed, most of those countries are actually in the Pacific um, or their islands or their, you know, countries are usually flown under the radar, but some of the ones that come my eye were definitely, you know, like Tuvalu and Tonga, Samoa, because I want to go to those countries, like the Pacific Islands have been on my list for so long, but it is very expensive to go there. Mm-hmm. And even like the Caribbean, we you know, first the Caribbean's right there, Kits and Nevis, or Dominica, not Dominican Republic, you know, two different countries, but Dominica, more under the radar, and even Montserrat, but some of the ones that surprised me were the European ones and African ones, because, I mean, I understand Eritrea is kind of under the radar for Africa, but San Marino, you know, it's I've heard of San Marino quite some time. It's um, inside of Italy, I believe. Yes. Or um, even places like, um, what's it called? Uh, Djibouti and Sierra Leone, like those have been in the news quite a bit. I guess it's a little more you know, unknown to people because there's, if you look at it from face value, I don't think there's really much to see there, but I'm sure with every other country, there's so much to see. So I want to learn more about those, you know, as, as I've come across this list. Um, I think definitely the biggest surprise for me on this list is Liechtenstein because it's right um, besides Austria and Germany. So I feel like a lot of people that go to that area would have like, you know, went to Liechtenstein to cross that off the list, but it definitely is one of the more under-the-radar countries, I, I I, I guess, you know, according to this list. So kind of surprising, but altogether the list doesn't surprise you because most of these countries are harder to get to and more expensive, right? Like the Pacific Island is very hard to get to, so I'm sure price is one of the biggest factors. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, especially because, like, you need to get so many flights to get to some of those places. I know, and I haven't looked in too much into it because, like I said, these are pretty expensive, so not on my list anytime soon. But if I were to do them, I'd want to do like an island hopping tour or like, you know, do something cool. And as far as I can tell, there's no like big cruise ships that go around these islands, and even the flights, they're really scarce within the islands themselves. I think, you know, if you want to plan for this, you got to be smart and have a little more on the budget than some of the other countries for sure oh yeah you have to really save up for it 
Exactly. And so with that, you know, we've literally talked, both of us talked about traveling. Andres, what's the topic of this week? So this week, we're actually going to be talking about one of the our favorite places in Canada to go visit, and that is the lovely Rocky Mountains. Yes. Love it. The Rocky Mountains, you know, I'm sure... We've been there more town times than we can count. More times than we want to admit. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, living out in the east, I really do miss the Rocky Mountains because even in the winter time that I've gone there, I know like a couple of weeks ago we talked about the winter and said I'm not a winter person, but even during the winter, I love spending my time in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, they're just, uh, the Rockies are just special. That's just my take on that. Exactly. So I guess starting off, Andres, how many times have you actually been to, like, you know, the Rocky Mountain area? Oh, good. How many times I've been. So first time I went was when I was in my first year. And then after that, I went back one. Of the top of my head, I can remember five. Five times at least I've been to the Rockies in the eight years that I lived in Canada. So almost once a year, I've been to the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because we say like it's an expedition, but you know, living in Regina or Saskatoon, it's only you know eight nine hours to Bath or even Jasper. Jasper's even around the same time. Yeah. So we say you know we say how many times because obviously we weren't privileged enough to live in Calgary where the Rocky Mountains are literally at your footsteps. But oh, I know. I think for me, yeah, I think for me, I've gone at least two, three times every summer since I would say 2011, 12-ish. Because like whenever friends and family come visit Regina or Saskatoon, where do you take them, right? That's the biggest mm-hmm. question. And obviously the number one answer is Bath or number two is Jasper. So yeah. every time or any time someone came to visit us, the, that was our go-to place. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to get, um to sell people on the west part of on like the prairies, right? It's not as easy as selling, you know, Toronto. Exactly. So I think it was. It's always fun though. Every time I've been to Banff or Jasper, it's been super fun. Um, I, I would do want to admit I've been to Jasper. I mean, Banff way more than Jasper. Uh, Jasper, I've been like three times now, I think, whereas Bath, like I said, way more than that. And even some of the other places, the Rockies, that we'll talk about later in the episode. So, Andres, you know, there might be a lot of first-time listeners who are saying, what's so special about the Rocky Mountains? What's Jasper? What's Bath? You know, so why don't you take us through this first time you actually went to the Rocky Mountains in Canada? So, uh, my first time. So, yeah, so it was like during my First year of undergrad, uh, we planned a road trip from Saskatoon all uh, to Banff because uh, we wanted to go skiing. Um, so first of all, I've never like at that time I've never skied in my life. Uh, but you know, it's only like one of those Canadian things you have to do. <laughs> so uh, so the, the, here we go on a soccer mom van <laughs> heading <laughs> out to Banff, um, and then. Yeah, like, I mean, the drive, uh, 
God. I think out of everything, the drive is the worst part. Like, <laughs> like everything is so flat in the prairies. Uh, and honestly, it doesn't get interesting until you hit Drumheller. Um, and then, um, so Drumheller is like, at, like it's like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's considered a city. But it's this little nice pit stop in between Sask and Calgary. And I mean, it's closer to Calgary than it is to Sask. Um, and you know, we like you get to see dinosaurs. So it's kind of like a cool place to stop on your way over to the Rockies. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, once you once you hit Calgary and you pass Calgary and you're on your way to Banff, it's like beautiful. So like, of course, everyone like I was like super impressed and astonished of like how beautiful the mountains were and, you know, driving through them to get over up to um, to the town of Banff. Um, so, yeah. And then, I mean, there's always a lot of things to do. So definitely, I mean. As someone that had experienced winter before, but it was like a different experience, uh, I think for me, like that very first trip was like special because it made me kind of like like winter a little bit more because, I mean, there's lots of things to do. So, you know, uh, we went snowshoeing, we went to the hot springs, um, we like every single touristy thing that you can think of in Banff, we went skiing. Uh, we went sightseeing to the trails so it just really painted like there's there's many things to do in the winter as long as you're like comfortable with the cold <laughs> um and yeah it was just like very special and it made me fall in love with with the rockies and i mean i really like nature but but like in that like by then um being from like a big city like you know, loving nature for me was like going to the beach or heading like somewhere like being like in a big, big city. And um, it was just like for me, a lot of my experience traveling was from one big city to another big city uh, or to urban centers. Um, so this really like this for like that first trip really painted of kind of like how nice it could be to like actually just spend time in nature. And I think since then, I've always like I always try to like at least once a year go somewhere that is just nature based type of um, type of getaway. And I've loved like so much. And what I really like about the Rockies since then is like it doesn't matter <laughs> how many times you go, you always find something to to admire them. They're just like they're just impressive, I would say. Absolutely. And, you know, the only word I can really come up with the first time I went to Banff was awestruck, I think. Um, it's one of those places where you go for the first time and you're just like marveling at every little thing because how cool and amazing Mother Nature is. So obviously Banff, you know, lots of mountains and things like that. So I was somewhat used to it because Nepal obviously has lots of mountains, you know, higher mountains, but I never went up close to the mountains. Obviously it wasn't up close like I did with Banff. And the first time I went there, I was so awestruck. You know, as like I'm looking mm -hmm. at the Google um, Earth elevation profile right now, and it's literally flat, 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 flat. And then so you get the rolling hills in, you know, Alberta, uh, Saskatchewan border, and then literally it just shoots up. And that's literally <laughs> what it feels like when you're driving there for the first time or even 100th time. Oh, yes. That, 
you know, you're just driving along and then you start getting the rolling hills in the border of Saskatchewan and Alberta. Hi, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, puppy's here. And then, you know, once you get to Calgary, it's, there's a little bit bigger bumps and you can start seeing the foothills. And then you get to, you know, the around the National Park area or like even, I'm forgetting the name, but there's a, I think there's a name for where the mountains officially start. I want to say it's by like Kananasis. Uh, yeah, the Kananasis County. Yes, I I know I'm not saying that right. I've never been able to say that, but <laughs> that's that's where really it starts getting to those high high mountain um, areas. Yes. And the first stop, obviously, is that big lake. I forget the l- lake's name. I'm trying to find it right now. Um, we all know it. Like it, there's a big concrete plant right there. Uh, is it Bow Valley Lake or like in the Bow Valley region? Uh, it, it it is a Bow River, but I forget what the uh, Lac de Arcs maybe. Um, it's a first, you know, big when you see the first big mountains. Um, it's a really cool lake, obviously. Uh, um, for the when you f- first go there, that's your first stop, obviously, but. The first time I went to Banff, it was back in 20, I believe, 2009, I came to Canada. So it must have been 2010 or 11. I went to Banff with my um, parents and my brother, and it was a lot of fun, right? The first time, like I said, it was, I was just awestruck by how close, up close the mountains are because at first, you know, you, you see them in the distance, but they get closer and closer and closer, and then boom, you're right within the mountains. And it's not like I haven't driven to the Rocky Mountains before because in the States, when I used to live in the States, I've driven to the Rocky Mountains and even the Cascade Mountains in Washington State, you know. So, but with Bath, I think it was different because Bath is just so amazing. Oh, yes, it is incredible. And same thing with Jasper. Like, Jasper is a little bit more low key, I find more underrated because you know when you hear all these tourists they're talking about bath 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 but with jasper it's more low-key anyway the the times i've been it's been more low-key less tourists for sure um but just as many things to do there as well there's always something i know i like i i've never been to jasper just because you know like uh, when I want to go to the Rockies, like, you know, you can stay in Calgary, like, at the, like, decent urban center for, like, decent price, <laughs> and then just drive up to Banff. Uh, and I think for Jasper, it's, there's, like, a lot more of a commitment, because, uh, you know, Edmonton isn't as close to Jasper. I think it's still, like, a three, three-and-a-half-hour drive from Edmonton, so, like, you really have to commit to going to Jasper, because it's not like, oh, I'm just going to head back to Edmonton, uh, because it is a drive. Uh, but I've heard amazing things about Jasper, and it has always been on like the list of like towns in the Rockies to go visit. Exactly, and there's also a couple other more underrated um, national parks in that area. So Yoho National Park, Kootenai National Park, you know, they're both um, right next to Banff, pretty much. And then there's also the Waterton Lakes National Park, and you uh, by the U.S. border. So like all amazing places, all with different things. And of course, you know, you got to do the hikes and all of them. I have been to all of those national parks in that area. Um, obviously, Banff is number one, but even some of the other ones are super fun, lots of things to do. Um, every time I've been to one of the national parks, you know, it's it just makes me feel like 
so much to refresh because first of all what they say about the mountain area is true it just feels refreshing when you get there even when we live in saskatchewan right like saskatchewan's pretty flat there's not really much smog or pollution that we really notice but when you get to the mountain area you can definitely notice the difference oh yeah and i mean the national park like you said bampi is like a staple is like what everyone um goes to and i mean there's reasons to love Banff, but the other national parks i don't I, like they're just and they're like you said they're just literally like a cup like some of them are like even less than an hour drive from Banff. Uh, i think the first one that you get to is yoho and it is so nice just because it's right almost right at the border with bc and then glacier national park it's the canadian glacier national park not the one in the states <laughs> Uh, and that one is also beautiful, like just driving through, uh, driving through the mountains. Uh, I mean, it is challenging at times because of all this swerving that you're doing. Uh, but it is just like so beautiful to like, you know, be in the middle of like all the trees in certain parts and then coming out of that path and then just seeing like a big, like all the peaks surrounding you. And I think that's like the, like the awe factor of the Rockies is like peak after peak and they just make incredible scenery. Sorry, I'm just adjusting this mic. Because <laughs> sometimes I know it picked up the my computer fan noise last week. Oh. I just remembered that. I don't know if it did. Hopefully it's better this week. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's just so many things to do. And every time I've gone to Banff, I've done something different. Of course, there's always the things that you have to do when you go there. But there's millions of things to do around these national parks. So with that, I guess we're going to focus more on Banff National Park because that's where a place we've both been frequently. But even though some of the other ones like Yoho and Kune, right around the area, I've been there quite a lot. So we can talk about that. But Banff National Park, what are some of the things that you have to do when you're in, in the area? When you're in Banff National Park. So I guess, like, first, like you mentioned, like, on your drive up to Banff, like, yes, Banff is, like, the destination. But I think a good thing to, like, like, either, like, it's, like, a nice thing that I've done is, like, actually stop on your way to Banff on, like, what it is before getting there. Like, like if you're driving from Calgary up to Banff, like, you know, like you mentioned, like, the Kananaskis County, there's so many things, especially because it's in the Bow River, like, region. So there's so many hikes that you can do uh, outside of BAM. So I would say like first, like explore a little bit outside of BAM. There's incredible hikes and incredible places to to look out like and get lost in nature. Um, there is like, I remember uh, what, like a recommendation I'll make is like, uh, if you feel like it, doing the, uh, doing Jamnuska, which is like now Jamnuska is like, um, it's like I would say like it's not a harsh trail. It's like actually like I found it pretty decent of a hike. Um uh is it fun going down? Uh no, because you have I forget the name of it, but basically you have to be running down the mountain <laughs> uh <laughs> and getting hit with little rocks on your ankles. It's not fun. So on that I would recommend actually um actually wearing like hiking boots or like boot like a type of uh shoe that will go up to your ankles um i made the mistake on going on um in on like training shoes and yeah no like my ankles were like pretty beat after that so and like some form of like hiking shoe 
just because like you like it does like after a while like the rocks keep on hitting but Geminuska is pretty fun and it's like outside by like the Bow Valley region which is fun so explore Kananaskis, explore the Bow Valley um and then you know explore a little bit of a Canmore um just right at the entrance of Banff uh, basically it's Banff but without the title like the national park title <laughs> um mm -hmm. And then once you get to Banff, of course you need your picture with the sign because if you don't have a picture with a Banff uh, like entrance sign, then you really didn't go. Uh, <laughs> and then there's just, like uh, there's just so many staples, but I would say top of head, like top of mind, like right on the town of Banff or pretty close to Banff. Uh, you know, it's the good old gondola. I think that's like a staple of being in Banff is um it's like going on the gondola to the top of uh, a top to the top of sulfur mountain yep absolutely um it is a little bit more pricey but i think it's something that you have to do at least once even if you don't go there multiple times i think um the gondola and sulfur mountain is really nice um if you don't want to spend money on that gondola i believe if you hike up the sulfur mountains um, and, you know, prove it to them that you did. I don't know how, maybe you just, obviously there's a different way to get there, but they'll let you go on the gondola for free down to the base, which is pretty cool. Cause then you can, you know, leave in the morning, hike up the mountain and then take the gondola down. That's always really cool. I haven't done that yet. I have been up the gondola, but I've never hiked Salter mountain. I wanted to do that last time, but never had the chance. So maybe next time I go to Bath, I can do that. Yeah. I, like, I'm pretty sure, like from what I've heard, it's like, like well like a four hour hike up sulfur mountain mm -hmm. it's um, really something. doable yeah yeah it sounds doable but i think like one time i was riding up the gondola i'm pretty sure i was able to see uh, i'm pretty sure i was able to see deer so that was like the only thing i was like ooh, imagine going up and then encountering a deer uh <laughs> so oh dear <laughs> uh but yeah no it's definitely i'm pretty sure like it's pretty easy to prove like i mean if you don't have a ticket like from the gondola going up and, <laughs> and like you have like a hiking um a hacking bag i'm pretty sure you can be like yo like i went up <laughs> exactly and i think that's what i want to do next time um definitely because that's one of the things around bath town that i actually haven't done i've done a lot of other things you know where there's a, uh the hoodoos or the mount norquay lake drive it's like they're really cool but sulfur mountain i haven't really hiked i definitely want so that's on my list but as for me you know like you can't talk about Bath without talking about the staples of what it means to be in Bath. So obviously, you know, people might think it's overrated and overdone, but honestly, you still have to talk about it, such as Moraine Lake, um, Lake Louise, right? Like those are as much as we love to hate on them nowadays because we've been there so much. <laughs> if you're a first timer, you have to go to those places. Yes, yes. And with... Lake Louise, it's a little bit more manageable because the parking lot is a lot bigger, so you can somewhat find parking. But Moraine Lake, if you decide to go and you want to be there for some time, my biggest tip for going to Moraine Lake is you have to get there before sunrise, uh, well before sunrise on you know, especially if you're going in like July, August, September, the really peak season. Mm -hmm. I know some people have gone lucky and have managed to get in after you know the sunrise has risen before the sunset. But for me, every time I've gone there, I mean, the first couple of times I went to Bath, 
I got to Marion Lake easily because that's one of the first stops I could do just to start off the trip. But the problem is these days it's becoming so popular. The last two times I've gone to Bath, I haven't been able to get to Moraine Lake just because how busy it is. And oh. it's funny because the second time I went there, it was around sunrise. So like around 6, 5, I think it was, 5 a.m. And I still couldn't get in there because the parking lot was already full. So I think if you want to go to Moraine Lake, definitely plan in advance. Check, you know, check the local temperature, the weather, because obviously if it's raining, not many people will go. So maybe you can still go and see. Um, some, and especially photographers, they love going there at sunrise or sunset. So make sure you plan ahead, you know, and get there ahead of time. That's, yeah, I mean, it is one of those things, like, I I don't know. <laughs> um, it is, I think, like, some of those places, like, I love Banff, uh, but somehow, like, the staples are so crowded at times that it is just, like, finding the right time to go is just, uh, it's too much at times. But, yeah, I agree. Lake Louise is a staple. I think everyone needs to make their way over to Lake Louise. I mean, it's a bit of a drive from Banff. So, um, pretty sure there's coaches though that that go up to Lake Louise. Yes. So nowadays, I believe in the last, I forget how long, but they've had shuttles. So there's this parking lot just before Lake Louise where you can park your car and then get on a shuttle. Um, I believe you do have to reserve it beforehand. Um, you can't just, you know, show up and be like, hey, let me go. Unless it's like really empty, but I doubt it's ever going to be that empty. Mm-hmm. Um, another really fun hike to do, um, not hike, let's say walk, is a Johnson Canyon hike. You know, another staple of Banff. Everyone goes there. Yes. Just because it is a really easy walk. Um, it is, sometimes it can be scary because obviously you're on the side of a cliff, you know, um, pretty much with the water down below you. But I've gone both in the summer and the winter. Both are as fun as they um each other because summer you guys see the waterfall the water the blue waters the green trees but in the winter you can do a winter hike so you can go literally down to the river and walk along the banks when the you know there's so much snow piling and the frozen falls and you can see mountaineers climbing up the waterfall because it's like almost frozen um it's a lot of fun and obviously another big thing is the fairmont bath springs hotel um you know, the classic brown hotel that you see in the back background mm-hmm. of all bath photos or even Chateau Lake Louise. Um, lots of fun. I mean, yes. it is a bit pricier, but if you have the money to spend, always, you know, you got to go there. For me, and the thing is, most of, 99% of the time I've gone to Bath, I've stayed in Bath. I don't like driving to and from Calgary. I know it's only like, what, an hour, an hour and a half, but even then, I feel like. If I'm going to Bath, I'm going to spend a little bit more just to stay there and have a little extra time there just because it's so nice. So, you know, I think obviously you got to do what the budget says and you can't, if you can't, you know, if you don't want to spend too much, Calgary is definitely (laughs) a good option. But even like we said earlier, Canmore is a great option. I found Canmore hotels for really cheap and Canmore is only 30 minutes from Bath. Yes. Um, So definitely hit up Canmore and especially if you want to do some of the hikes that we'll talk about later on, Canmore is the place to be because there's lots of getaways to and from Canmore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so much. Um, Canmore, I think, is, like, one of those on Like, it's really underrated, and it gets, like, outshone uh, by Banff. So, 
that's the only thing about Bambi that outshines everything around it. Exactly. So I think there's so many things to do. And even like, like you said, if you want to go a little bit further towards, you know, Yoho National Park or Kootenai National Parks, there's so many things to do there. Um, you know, Takaka Falls, Wapta Falls. And these are all things like I've done. So like I'm missing them. All, but obviously there's going to be so many things <laughs> that we're going to miss. Um, there's also Peto Lake. Um, so Peto Lake is that classic blue lake with the mountains in the back. The shape of the lake looks like a wolf or a dog, you know, from the top. I know everyone knows what I'm talking about because everyone's seen it. Um, <laughs> so Peto Lake has been on my list for, had been on my list for a super long time. Like every time I've gone to math, I wanted to go, but for some reason we didn't get to go out there or we just didn't have time to, cause it's a little bit up north from math. Mm-hmm. It's on the way to Jasper, you know, so it's a little bit of a drive, but it is definitely worth it. Um, just because it's something like you've never seen before, just the layout of the landscape with the valley in the background and even the drive alone, the, um, I believe it's a Columbia Icefield Parkway. Yes. Um, Beautiful, beautiful drive, you know, with the mountains in the back. And especially these days, you know, whether Instagram or TikTok, everyone's seen this in, you know, virtually. But in person, I think it's definitely worth it. Just a super nice and calm place. But you got to be safe, you know, when you drive there, because obviously sometimes the service might be spotty, sometimes too much traffic, sometimes people speeding. But it is... Definitely worth the drive, I say. Um, I bet it is. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, Banff, like just the Rockies, like that's the thing. Like in order to really get to some of those nice niche places or like just to go even more into the back country, uh, you definitely need to need to be driving. I think there's like with the Rockies, there's no other way to do it. Um, unless you just want to do the very touristy things, uh, you can get around with a shuttle. But I do think, I think one other big thing about going to Banff and like being there and really experiencing um, that part of the Rockies, definitely, uh, definitely get a, like get a car in order to, um, to be able to explore uh, the different things because not everything is like central in, in the town. Exactly. And there's so many things to see, and we've only listed a fraction of it, right? Like, I'm sure if you just Google Banff things to do, you're going to come up with so many things. But like we said, we've done quite a lot. Um, but Andres, what are, like, what do you think some of the most underrated things to do in Bath, like, or places to see, or things to see even, is? Um, I think a very underrated thing, it is just... Um, Honestly, it's just going to different hike places because, you know, like it's like we said, like the traditional Justin Canyon, um, going up uh, Tunnel Mountain, um, doing the little like walking path in Sulphur Mountain once you go up the gondola. I think those are like the common things to do. Um, but, you know, there's more hiking places uh, outside of, of it. Uh, there's like this small, like this also hiking. I think it's getting more popular, but uh, grassy lakes is always a good one. Um, a good one to do. Um, I'm pretty sure, like you said, like um, when people go to Lake Louise and then you want to go up to Lake Moraine, you know, Lake Moraine is getting busier. Uh, so maybe planning it ahead of time so that you can, because Lake Moraine and Lake Louise are pretty kind of close to each other. So it's definitely like a, like a doable 
walking slash hike. So I think that that's like also another one of the pretty ones that you can do and you avoid traffic <laughs> in a certain way. Um, and then what else there is in BAMP that it's underrated? Um, I would say probably just enjoying the town. You know, everyone is trying to do something outside of town um, during the day. But just I like I remember like spending a day just in town, walking around, looking at the stores. And it's just like pretty just like just walking around the little downtown area of Banff can also like it is like a good thing to do on its own. Absolutely. You know, you took the words out of my mouth. One of the underrated things to do. I think is just being in the town of Bath because it's so it's so nice. Um, it is really a resort town. You see so many people from all over the world, you know, whether they're Europeans, Asians, Africans, no matter where, even Canadians. You know, Canadians love going to Bath, and it is one of those places where there's so many things happening, and with the background in the back, it's amazing to be just be walking down the main road in Bath main street is just super nice you can see so many things around you and even going by the bow river you know the little walk along the bow river trail super nice mm -hmm. super beautiful um i think one of the more underrated things to do in bath is like you said the many hikes there but one that really sticks out to me is the big beehive a lot of people have done it but i feel like a lot of people just ignore it because they go to Lake Louise, they're like, oh, this is so nice, and they just kind of leave. But if you go a little beyond Lake Louise, there's a really nice hike. I think it's around 11 kilometers. It is, for people that don't do hikes, it is a little bit harder because there's lots of switchbacks, but it's one of the nicest hikes that I've done in the area. Um, yeah. You, you know, you go up through the mountains, and there's a really cute little tea house on Lake Agnes, and then you go to the top, and then you can see... You know, the big Lake Louise turns into a small Lake Louise from the very top, and you see the hotel in the back. Super, mm -hmm. super nice and just a really fun hike to do. It does take some time. Like, if you're not an experienced hiker, it will take, you know, I would say as long as six, seven, eight hours if you're not very experienced. But if you're an experienced hiker, you know, two, three, four hours, even if you make stops like me, like, you know, what I, I do love hiking, but for me, I love taking photos of hikes, the sites. So for me, I think it took us just over five, six hours. That's with stopping, and that's with when we had one of our inexperienced hikers. So definitely a lot of fun. Another really fun place, I'd say, is Mount Norquay. Um, this is actually something that I hadn't done. I had seen it, but I hadn't really driven up there, but we made the drive up there, and there's a really cool lookout spot where we had a picnic, so we took some food up there just you know, sit, sat down and watched. You can see the town of Bath below you, similar to Sulphur Mountain, you know, with a mount, uh, with a city slash town below you. Another really fun thing is, I do want to say this is overdone sometimes, but sometimes people ignore it because it is more simple. Town of Mountain, honestly, it's it right above Bath, super easy hike, I would say. Like, it's not hard at all. It takes like 45 minutes to get up there. But it is really fun. Um, you see a lot of you know beginner hikers. So I, I think with Town Mountain, if you've never done a hike before and you want to get a taste of hiking, I would say that's one of the first ones you should do because it'll give you 
uh, proper introduction, you know, with a couple switchbacks, a couple tough spots, but for the most part, pretty simple. You know, if you like that, you can do other ones around the area, but definitely one of the beginner hiking areas. Oh, yeah. And it's like so nice, especially like during the summer and the winter. And that's the thing. A lot of these things, you can do them year round. And I think that's like also like a nice thing about the Rockies in general is that they give you something to do year round. Like it does, it's not like specific for us, like for a season. And I think that's really like the beauty of them, you know, like during the summer, lots of hiking, lots of exploring. And then, you know, during the winter, you can also do lots of hiking, uh, but then a lot of the mountains become ski resorts. So I like everyone gets, uh, has something to do. And I think that's the beauty of like the Rockies. There's uh, something for every single level of experience. Like you mentioned, if you're like an inexperienced hiker, um, there's like hikes that are not that difficult. Like Johnson Canyon is like pretty easy. Tunnel Mountain is pretty easy. Um, I would say even Jamnuska, honestly, it seems like a little bit intimidating, but it's actually pretty, like it's a decent hike uh, up to like, you know, being super experienced and doing some backcountry hiking. Uh, and just going to the backcountry, um, camping, um, you know, there's so much to do in the area year round that no matter <laughs> what your level of enthusiasm around nature is, I think um, everyone can find something to do in the Rockies for sure. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you were out of the win winter too, because, you know, like a couple episodes ago, I said I don't really like winter. But in Bath, honestly, winter is fun because there's so many things to do. One of the biggest things being obviously skiing or snowboarding or even tubing, right? There's so many places you can do all that things. Obviously, the big three um, places to go within Bath is Bath Sunshine or Lake Louise or Mount Norquay. But there's so many other smaller places that you can go if you're not. So the first time I actually went in the winter to Bath, was right before COVID, actually. Um, I, I mean, I had gone to Wind Bath in the winter before, but to, like, actually ski and stuff, I hadn't done. And it was right before COVID. I did it with my friends. And obviously, you know, we're all beginners. I had gone a couple times before that, but one, two of my friends that had never gone skiing before, so we're like, should we go to one of these, like, big three, or should we try something else? So we actually went out, up to Naskiska, I believe. It's in the Yanuska area, I believe. But... When we went there, it was super fun because obviously with any other ski slopes, there's a bunny hill, there's, a, you know, bigger and more exhilarating ski slopes. But mm. I think like like any other place in Bath, there's just so many places to go, whether you're very experienced or a beginner, right? So if some of the bigger ones seems daunting to you, go to one of the smaller ones and try that out, see how you feel. If you like it, go to the other ones. If you don't like it, then find other things that you can do. Yeah, and I think with skiing is one of those things. Uh, the bunny hill is definitely like a good place to start, and no one should be like no like don't feel bad like if you have to go into the bunny mountain. I have to use the bunny mountain multiple times. Uh, so funny story about that. When I first went to Bath to ski, uh, we went to Lake Louise, like Lake Louise, the ski resort, uh, and it was fun. Definitely the bunny hill. I didn't go up the mountain that time because I was really scared. So I just had fun in the bunny hill. And then a couple of years later, I was like, I'm going to go skiing in the Rockies again. And I confused the ski resort we had been before. So I thought we had gone to Sunshine because Sunshine has like has a lot of green, uh, green um, ski heels. Um, 
So I'm just like, yeah, it seems like like when they were talking, it seemed like we went to Sunshine. So I'm gonna try Lake Louise this time. And once I party into Lake Louise, I'm just like, oh no. I was in Lake Louise before and I like I wanted to try a different one. So uh yeah, not I don't yeah, so <laughs> uh definitely got them confused. I think uh like Sunshine is a little bit more um it's a little bit more like friendly to beginners than uh, Lake Louise. Uh, like it has a lot more green, green downhills, so that like you can actually explore a lot more than um, that in other places. Uh, because like the other ski resorts, they're more for advanced skiers. Exactly, and even if you're not into skiing or snowboarding, you can always go tubing, right? Like, who doesn't like tubing? It's super fun. You sit on a tube and you go down the hill. Honestly, as an adult, that's all I want to be doing, honestly. And I really want to go tubing this season. Uh, it's just like, you can just be so fun. And it is just like ridiculous. Um, especially like if you go with a group of friends and you're all like with your donuts all together, it's even better. Exactly. So, you know, both Mount Norquay and Lake Louise, they have tubing places. And so, you know, if, like I said, if you're not into skiing, snowboarding, tubing, honestly, don't feel ashamed if you have to do it because it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, and skiing and snowboarding, obviously, it can be really dangerous if you don't, if you don't know what you're doing. So don't, if you, like, you know, if you want to learn, most of the time, the mountains, you know, for beginners, they give you lessons. But even after that, if you're unsure, go tubing, you know. Don't let your ego get in the way of tubing because it's not cool as snowboarding. <laughs> I know, but it is just so much fun. And like, you still get to experience the mountain, <laughs> you know? Exactly. I mean, I'd rather be out there doing something than trying to act cool and not get hurt by doing things wrong, right? Yeah, I know. But oh, so much things to do. Honestly, the mountains is just a place to get lost. And like I said, there's always something for everyone. So Exactly. Yeah. I th that's the best part about math or even Jasper or any of the national parks, really. It's how many things there are to do for all ages, right? Whether you're, you know, three, four years old and you want to learn skiing for the first time or you're an older person who's never gone hiking but wants to try it. Or even for the experienced people, you know, I know I have lots of friends from Calgary that go to Bath literally every week because it's right there. Um, so whether you've gone there one time, zero times, or a million times, there's always something to do. Yeah, there's, yeah. Um, I mean, if I were to live in Calgary, I'm pretty sure at least once a month I'll be making my way up to Bath <laughs> just to, like, go hiking. Absolutely. And so talking about hikes, Andreas, what are some of the fun hikes that you've done, some of the more scary hikes you've done? What's some that you would recommend to our listeners? Mm, um, what are some fun hikes? I mean, a very fun one. I really enjoy it. I'm very simple. It's uh, grassy lakes. It is just like going going up is not as I would say it's like just your regular mountain hike you know um trees on the side and that's it <laughs> but like they like it's beautiful once you get up to like uh it's not really a summit but it's just like the lakes i think that's what makes it very precious for grassy and it's like very short like you, it's not like hours and hours and hours it's just like a very short one but like the, uh the end it's pretty nice um 
like you mentioned, uh, Johnston Canyon, but making it to the upper falls, like at least to the upper falls, then staying all the way down on the lower falls, like actually keep on doing um, the the hike. I've never done it, but I always wanted to go all the way to the top, like to the uh, to the top of that hike, just to where the uh, you know the water source for the entire like Justin Canyon is. Uh, but I know I always like I never plan it well enough that I will have enough time on the day because that's a very like that's a very long hike. So like you need to prepare yourself. Uh, but I've always wanted uh, to go all the way up. But Justin Canyon is like on like um, even though it's one of the most popular ones, I think it's still I wouldn't say it's overrated. I think it's like one of the good ones. And yeah, and then I don't remember the name of it, but it was also in the Bow Valley region. It was um, going up the summits. Honestly, any hike that goes up the summit, uh, you have to try at least once, in Absolutely. my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think sometimes there are harder hikes, but obviously there's uh, really easy ones that you can do, um, like, you know, Tonga Mountain or Sulphur Mountain. Those two, I feel like those are doable even for beginners, because you can just take your time. It's very close to Bath. So if something were to go wrong, you know, you can call, uh, you know, emergency or anyone that you really need. And for the most part, the service there is pretty decent too, you know. So if you want to try it out, go to those ones. But I think for me, definitely some of the more fun ones has been the big B. So right behind Lake Louise. That was a super fun hike that I did mm-hmm. with my friends a couple of years ago. It's usually... Um, five hours, around 11 kilometers for the whole thing. You know, on average, they say it starts at Lake Louise and you just go behind it and up and it's a lot of fun. There's so many, even with the big beehive, you can do so many like different parts of it. You don't have to do the whole thing, but I would recommend the whole thing because it's a lot of fun. Um, Another one that I had a lot of fun was the Bow Glacier Falls. So not exactly close to um, Banff. It's a little bit towards jasper um it's halfway to jasper almost i'd say but so there's a big uh sorry i I'll show you the name there's bow lake up on the way to jasper and behind mm-hmm. bow lake there's a bow glacier falls trail yes and it's a lot of fun i did that that's the most recent hike i've done in map actually so it's a lot of fun you just walk you know behind there's a lodge there big red lodge you walk behind it around the lake then up the canyon and then to the falls you know literally you're walking on the glacier when we went to the summer so there's really not much snow either it's a lot of fun but another one another really fun a little bit harder than uh, some of the other ones i've mentioned but it's actually right by grassy lake so if you're on the way to grassy lakes there's a really famous uh, mountain called howling peak and it definitely is one of the more popular hikes because the view is amazing. The hike, I would say it's a moderate. Um, obviously, some be- for beginners, it will be really hard because the first part, you know, lots of switchbacks, lots of um, walking through the forest, the trees. But then the second half, you know, is pretty much a rock scramble. You're walking on rocks the whole time. It, at first, you know, that was one of the first harder hikes that I've done. And it is daunting because... When you're at the top, you know, you literally see it's a long way down. Mm-hmm. And you see the cam- town of Camo right below you. And then you see Rundle over next to you. And so it is daunting, but I would say it's definitely worth it. 
in the summer and the winter, you know, hiking these slopes would be a lot harder. You'd need more equipment. So for me, obviously, it's a hike. But obviously, you can do it in the winter as well. Um, yes. So definitely, you know, there's so many things to do, but the, the Beehive, Howling, Bow Glacier Falls, those are my top ones around the area. We love to see it. And if anyone has any hikes on the uh, on the Rockies, let us know. We'll do them when we head back west <laughs> to explore the Rockies again. But share it with us. Like, um, Prashanka and I, we both like hiking and long walks. So shoot at us some of your favorite ones. Exactly. And like I said, there's so many hikes to do and there's so many things... I want to do, which we'll cover later in that episode, but, you know, just lots of things to do. Make a list of things you want to see. Obviously, if you're, if you're there for a short time, you can't get them all, but try to hit, like, you know, I have, if, you are, if you're going to bounce, you only have, like, you know, three, four days or even a week, I'll split it into, you know, things that you must see. So, like, Lake Louise, Moraine Lake, Bath Town itself, Sulphur Mountains. For the first couple of days, you know, give yourself a couple of days to relax, see those things. And then take the next couple of days to, you know, go hiking for the more, ex like, um, exhilarating, harder hikes, but doable ones. And then if you still have time, search up some of the more secluded spots like Wapta Falls or Takaka Falls. So those are more in Yoho National Parks, but those are beautiful waterfalls that, you know, I've been to um, that you should definitely go see. Like I said, even the Bow Lake Glacier Falls beautiful beautiful waterfall you know there's so many waterfalls like that's another reason reason to go to bath and the uh, uh rockies it's a beautiful waterfalls right so many if you're like me so many photo opportunities oh yes literally you can make an entire instagram account out of the rockies yeah so it's lots of things to do and and if you like if you're like me or andres you love driving things there are more hidden gems like i said peto lake takaka falls wapta falls you know bow lake um herbert lake there's so many lakes a little bit beyond the normal places to go and even if you want to drive a little bit even further golden bc um, field bc revelstoke all amazing places yeah fernie i guess like that's a staple in bc uh, kind of like really in the border of the Rockies. Fernie is just, it's beautiful. So much to do also in Fernie. A lot more for like, I would say for the outdoorsy people, but Fernie, it's all, all another, Fernie, Kimberly, good places to visit in the Rockies as well. Exactly. And like we said, we focus more on the Southern part of the Rockies, you know, but definitely if you're in Jasper, there's so many things to see and, I know, Andres, you haven't been to Jasper, but I do want to give a couple of shout-outs to things to do in Jasper. Um, if you're for the first, there for the first time, you know, there's always places to go in Jasper as well. Um, but before I do that, Andres, I, I'm sure you've researched Jasper before, but what are some things that, you know, that obviously you've never gone there. What are things that you want to do in Jasper? I think the main thing I would love to do in Jasper, well, when it comes to the winter season, is doing Mount Basin, you know? Mm -hmm. Sounds hard, but I would want to do it. <laughs> and um, the glaciers, I think that's one of the biggest things in Jasper. It's like 
there's uh, there's a little bit more glaciers than uh, than down south because it's north, so glaciers are able to conserve themselves. Exactly, and you know, similar to the Bath Gondola, Jasper has the tram, so you can go take the tram to the top, look at Jasper below you. There's also so from the drive from Bath to Jasper, there's also the Columbia Ice Fields, which yeah. is amazing. Like it's just so nice. Like you get to go on one of those big trucks, uh, trucks, buses, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And drive around the glacier, the ice field, super nice. Um, obviously, Jasper itself very similar to Bath, but more low key. I find Bath is like, you know, the way I think of it is. Bath is like New York City, but Jasper is like Toronto. They're both amazing, but obviously one overshadows the other one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bath gets most of the attention. Exactly. Um, Athabasca Falls and, you know, is super nice. Malayan Lake, Malayan Canyon near Jasper. Beautiful, beautiful um, hikes similar to Johnson Canyon. There's also, you know, Annette Lake and Patricia Lake, Edith Lake. But one of the most intense lakes that I visited in Jasper was actually Pyramid Lake. Um, Nothing special about the lakes, but just with the mountain in the back, it just looks super nice. It's like one of those picturesque places, Mm -hmm. you know, that you definitely have to go to. And one more low-key thing that I actually did, not near Jasper, but was between Bath and Jasper, there's, it's outside of Bath National Park. It's called Siflur Falls. Okay. So it's a really nice hike area. It's, um, I guess it's in, it's not in Bath. It's in a place called uh, Kootenai Plains Ecological Reserve. Um, But it's not really intense hike. It's more of a walk for the most part. You walk through flatlands. There's a really cool plain. There's a really cool suspension bridge that you have to cross. You have to cross a river. But then you go up the canyon. So similar to some of the other canyons we've talked about, the canyon, you know, you're literally walking along a V-shaped canyon, and it looks so cool. There's, I'm telling you, this is definitely one of the more underrated places because not many people know about it. But if you have a chance to go there, definitely go there because you have the canyon with the mountains in the back. And then once you get to the end, there's a really cool waterfall at the end. And then for us, we went even beyond the waterfall. We went off trail and did a hike for almost two, three hours off trail. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was a whole day thing because it's almost... 14, 15 kilometers, you know, to the falls. Yeah. So if you've never hiked or walked before, it does take some time. But you know what? It is, there's quite a lot of people in the summer. You'll see people out there. Definitely, you know, that's, I would say, one of the most underrated things to do in the area of Bath and Jasper. I wish one day I can get to do it. Don't worry. We'll go back next summer and we'll do some hikes. We'll do some hikes in the summer in the Rockies. Exactly. So lastly, Andres, what's one thing that you really want to do that's been on your list for Bath or Jasper or whatever in the area um, that you've wanted to do, but you haven't got a chance, but you want to do, and you will do. We're going to manifest it, right? We're manifesting. That's the, that's one of the things And this 2022 is we're manifesting. We're doing things. Um, one thing that I really want to do is actually going to the backcountry. Um, I really want to go camping and experience, you know, life uh, without like just, you know, getting lost in nature without going back to uh, civilization for a couple of days. <laughs> I think that will be pretty cool to do. 
Absolutely. And I think backcountry, like when you say backcountry, do you mean backcountry like camping where you, you take everything, you don't have assigned spots, you literally poop on the um, ground and stuff or like a little bit more uh, civilized than that? No, 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 like that. Like you take all your things with you and I mean, you have like your map and you know kind of like a little bit of the trails to get through, but like you don't like you like you're like camping uh some like somewhere but not like necessarily on the camping sites type of thing absolutely i think that'd be a lot of fun i think with that you gotta start off small you know and you gotta do a little bit more of the um easy places such as even saskatchewan right obviously you want to do um the saskatchewan ones and then work your way up but obviously now we're in the east you gotta find things to do here and then move to the ones in bound Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, like uh, starting like kind of like with like a one night and then moving on from that because like of course you have to kind of like figure out what what is it that you need personally because like there's state like things that everyone needs but like you know in terms of like how much can I actually like preparing yourself because like how much can I actually walk with heavy weight on me and all of that, right? Uh, so it's just getting used to it. But yeah, that's something I really want to do. How about jib brushing? What is something that from your multiple trips, you still have, like it's still on the bucket list. There, yeah, there's, you know, I've been there quite some time, but there's still so many things to do. Um, number one, obviously explore Jasper more because I have been to Jasper three, four times, but obviously that's not enough. I don't know it as much as I do math. Um, number two is go to uh, the Waterloo Lakes and stuff down south by the US border, right? The Glacier National Park of the Canada, I guess. Mm -hmm. definitely need to explore that more because i've only i've driven through there i haven't really done any hikes there because the one time we wanted to go there we didn't really get to do much because it was super late we're coming back from glacier national park in the u.s so definitely you know get out explore the glacier side glacier national park of the canada and the waterton lakes national parks area um but two specific things that i've always wanted to do in the area number one is uh rundle mountain the rundle mountain hike so along with, um, you know, Canmore, Grassy Lakes, Highling, there's a rundle. It's, I guess, a series of mountains. I believe there's seven peaks in all, but obviously that's way too hard for me. So I want to do one, you know, one of the more popular ones. I believe it's the East End of Rundle. So you start out in the same um, place as for Highling and you just go up there. So definitely want to do that. It is definitely one of the more harder ones because I believe, I don't know if it's this one or the other part of Rundle where you literally have to walk with chains because you know it, it is a little bit scarier and the drop is more extensive. Yeah. So you have to walk with, holding onto chains. Um, definitely one of the harder ones, mm -hmm. but definitely on my list. But another really fun one that I've been wanting to do for some time is actually the Cinnaboyne Lodge, um, Wonder Pass, Marvel Lake, Mount Shark Trailhead. Yeah, so yeah. it's a little bit past Banff. Um, it's in Mount Assiniboine National uh, Provincial Park, actually, and it's a multi-day hike, so you don't just go for one day and come back. It's, you know, it's a backcountry um, camping slash backpacking trail. You literally walk for, you know, however long day it takes you to get there. But the views look spectacular. Definitely one of the more underrated things in the area i know one of my friends actually did it i believe three four years ago and he said it was amazing because you literally you know you hike for the day 
you camp out, hike for the next day, camp out, and then you, you know, take as long as you need, obviously. But this one, definitely more scarier because it's pure backcountry. Um, yeah. And it's multiple day. But definitely, that's been on my list for so long because the photos look amazing. The trail looks amazing. You know, there's this is number one on my list to do or in that area. Oh, nice. I was just, like, looking because I remember there was one I wanted to do. And the other one I do want to do also is uh, is the Three Sisters hike over in Canmore. Uh, just, like, the view of, like, everything. Like, everyone, like, says it's very beautiful just to go up the hike. And it's, like, it sounds like it's not as challenging of a hike. It's, like, moderate. Um moderate skill and everything. So yes, I will want to do the three sisters in Canmore. Exactly. So like we said, there's so many things to do and obviously there's so many places to see, things to see. We're not gonna have enough time, but you just had to make a list and you know, I guess break it down. Is there a thing like with any other travels that we've done or that you want to do, you gotta break it down. Is there things that you desperately want to see because you know you've seen so many photos of it? or there's more low-key things. But Bath, I would say, if you go for the first time, you have to do the touristy things because it's one of those places that literally made my jaw drop. Like, there's only a couple other places that I've been in North America that have made my jaw drop. You know, one of them being Niagara Falls. The first time I went to Niagara Falls, my jaw literally dropped because I was amazed how amazing it was. Mm -hmm. Or the Grand Canyon in, like, Arizona. You know, I was literally awestruck by how... But same thing with Bath. Like, the first time I drove up to Bath, saw Lake Moraine, Lake Louise, you know, all these mountains in the back. It was just amazing. So definitely, definitely, for the first time, you got to see all the things. But then if you're going there multiple times, you have to do more of the low-key things as well. Yes, we definitely. And for anyone out in the West, um, if you want to join whenever I head back there, <laughs> if you want to join any trip to the Rockies, Please do so. Hikes are, I really enjoy hikes with other people. Um, I don't know. There's just something about connecting with people while you're hiking in nature that it's beautiful. So if you're in the West or over here in the East and you want to join whenever I go back, whenever either of us go back to the West and join, let us know. Exactly. I'd be happy to go explore the area. You know, if you want to do an intense hike, let's do an intense hike. If you want to do a low key hike, like to let's do a low-key hike. Absolutely. All right, but I think we'll wrap it up there and move on to our last part of the podcast, Brishank. What is that, Andres? Is that where we talk about what we're looking forward to for the upcoming week? Yes, that it is. Uh, for the upcoming week, I'm looking forward to the warmer weather. Um, and hopefully less snow. I don't know if that's going to come true or not. But like I said, it's been super cold last, like almost last month, I want to say. Um, it's already February. You know, it's already February, what, 7th. And there are only, what, three more weeks of February, including this upcoming week. So got to be out there enjoying February while it lasts. Valentine's Day is coming up. And with Agrima being here, we can celebrate it together. But that's for next week. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Cutie. This week. This week, definitely want to go down to downtown Ottawa, be it, you know, out there. Although, the like I said, the truck convoy is back. Hopefully, they leave because it's getting annoying. 
it's been annoying since day one, but now, you know, we can even get out and do fun stuff because it is scary sometimes, um, especially when you're a colored person, you know, you go there and see a whole bunch of big ass trucks. Yeah. I definitely want to get out and explore a little bit more. Um, want to go skating. That's, I think we said that last week as well, but been looking to buy skates. Haven't really found good ones. I know Facebook Marketplace, but even Sportcheck has some good ones. So definitely need to do that sooner rather than later. How about you, Andres? What are you looking for do for this upcoming week? Um, for this upcoming week, uh, I'm just I, there's supposed to be a bunch of snow coming down. So maybe I don't know. Start planning. I really want to go cross country skiing. So I'll do a little bit more research about like places to rent skis and all of that. But I really, really want to do that. Um, and you know, um, over the weekend, it's uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So kind of like prepping for that, watching mainly for the halftime show. Uh, but also like, it's pretty cool that it's gonna be two teams that haven't been on the Super Bowl for like a long while or ever. <laughs> so uh, very excited, like, like something to do over the weekend. Um, keep on exploring. The other day I went to the old port and like, the winter lights are still out, so it's very beautiful. So my head, uh, you know, with the sun still setting a little bit early-ish, uh, heading and taking some nice pictures uh, from all port. And yeah, just excited. And February seems to be a very chill month school-wise. So excited to like, you know, do do some, some of the things I haven't been able to do, like playing my Switch. So yeah, uh, very low-key week, but... I'm excited for it. Now that also restrictions are like lifting, I might go to a place or two to eat out because we love that. Absolutely. That's also now, you know, with the restrictions loosened, um, definitely want to go out and explore more restaurants for sure. All right, Brishang. So where can our lovely listeners reach out to us? So like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, reach out to us on our Instagram or Twitter, the Two Average Rambles Podcast, and talk to us. Talk to us about hikes that you've done in the Rockies or even in this, the Rockies in the U.S. Like I know the Rockies in the U.S. Are just, is just as amazing, you know, especially in the Denver area, Colorado. But what you've done. Or if you've been wanting to come to Bath, hit us up, let us know, and we'll see if we can go there on the same time and we can explore Bath together. Or if you want us to talk to us about, you know, advice, tips, or anything, let us know. Or if we made a mistake, correct us about Bath, because obviously there's people who've been to Bath more than us and know the area more than us. So definitely, whatever is on your mind, let us know. Yes, absolutely. But thank you again for tuning with us, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Two Hour Rambros podcast. Bye. See ya.